0: Good morning, this is Donna Otto. How are you today? I am uh, the lady down the street, the lady next door. I've been saying this the last few months because a number of you have written and said, I wish you lived in my neighborhood. I wish I lived in your neighborhood too. And if I did, we might have pulled the newspaper article out of a recent paper at the end of February and read an amazing, amazing account of a little gal whose name was Savannah. She was nine years old and she was run to death by her grandmother and stepmother for allegedly lying about some candy she ate. I read it, uh, those words and tears just rolled down my face. It seems that there was a divorce and custody situation and it registers a lot of fractured family relationships And her father had remarried and they had medical problems and required lots of doctors. And authorities say that Savannah's life ended in exhaustion earlier in the month of February when she was forced by her paternal grandmother to run for three hours while her stepmother did nothing to stop it. The grandmother prodded her along cruelly and the stepmother didn't intervene until Savannah collapsed in an unconscious heap. I, I know that many of you are doing what I did and doing again, just shaking your head and wondering what is it that would make any human being do that to another human being. And yet we know very well that all of us are capable of cruel and malicious things, that the further we get away from goodness, which is represented by God and Christ, the easier it is for us to let hardness creep in. We talked yesterday about forgiveness, and when we let unforgiveness build up and build up and build up in our lives, we, we are able to do anything. I remember as a young woman, an older woman said to me, if there's one thing you could learn in life, and that would be, do not be shocked by any sin. And I thought, well, that's not a good idea. I mean, wh- I become callous to sin. Do not be shocked by any sin. And, and then she followed up by saying, and do not be shocked by any sin, because you could do it too. And I thought, Oh my goodness, and here is this article about the death of a nine-year-old. In the most, To me, it is shocking that anyone could do that to a small child, and yet I'm not shocked by sin, and I'm grieved by sin, and I'm reminded that but for the grace of God, there go I. There go I, and as we're talking about preparation for Easter, I wanted to take a few days and talk to you a little bit about this thing you're doing, most of you on a regular basis, the majority of women in the world are mothers. Now yours may be two months old, or like mine, 41 years old, but parenting, uh, once we start that road, we continue to parent. I am still parenting. I'm parenting an adult child, and it's certainly different than the two-month-old baby. And really, girls, there are days when I wish I were back there. (laughs) There's a lot more control with a two-month-old, and my daughter and I have a great relationship. But this is parenting. This is parenting. You read it in your newspapers and see it on the news. I heard someone talk about a video that went viral, and it was a little boy, a little boy, running for his life in the snow, barefooted, bare-chested, only his little undershorts on. And and something on the video said, what could have happened to make a little boy run out of his house and run in the cold? I think no one knew what had happened when that video went viral. Well, a- after 40 days or during this 40 days, I want to talk to you a little bit about your relationship with your children and your relationship with yourself. And for those of you who know me at all, you have heard me say this many times, and that an unruly mother can expect nothing more than unruly children. But as you prepare your hearts for this change and transformation, a great way to prepare your heart is to not only make a way of life forgiveness, but to make a way of life, a practice to teach your children to wait. To wait. I'm absolutely amazed at how many places I see in here, now that I've been thinking about this word weight, someone saying to me, if you do this, it will be faster. Well, many years ago, I wrote a book called The Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time. It's been in print now for about 28 years. But the concept of getting more done in less time is the concept of preparation and organization. And I would be the last one to say that that wasn't important. It is important. Being prepared, being organized, finding order is important. It's not about doing it faster so you can do more. It's about doing it in an organized and prepared way so that you can have an opportunity to do the things that God has called you to do. When do you find yourself thumping your foot? Now, in our family, there's a standing joke that Donna has a line impairment. It is it is hysterical. I wish over the years that I had kept track of it because I, I, I get in whatever line it is, wherever it is. It's a short two-person line at a department store. It's a long line in the grocery store. It doesn't matter Whatever line I get in, there's trouble in River City. Uh, they don't have the check account. The card doesn't work. I remember so clearly one of them. I was at the grocery store, and it was one of those, if you bought enough groceries, you got a free piece of pottery or something. I don't even remember what it was. And this woman had... Three or four items, that's all she had on her little turntable. I pulled right in, I loaded my groceries, and suddenly she whips out this certificate. The certificate was now postdated, it was too late. She had all her, it, what ensued was an eruption because she wanted her free pottery, and I am standing behind her thinking, Line impairment, line impairment. Well, it's kind of a family joke, but let me tell you, it kind of isn't a family joke because it it is funny that I seem to pick the wrong lines. But not long ago, some years ago, a few years ago, I had this whole thing come over me. And I got in line, and I've gotten to making a joke about it with the person in front of me. Like, my family says I have a line impairment. How's your order going? Or something like that. People laugh. Line impairment is kind of a funny word, but I realized that I'm not very patient when it comes to lines. Now, there's an old philosophy that says, the shorter the distance to completion, the greater your anxiety. You go to get a ticket for your favorite ball game, and there are 40 people in front of you because it's the favorite ball game of everybody in town, and you're number 40, and you're talking and joking with the people who are 39 and 38 and 41, and then you move up to 25, and now you're becoming best friends, and you keep talking, and then you move up to 15, and you're still chattering away or looking at your iPhone, and then you get to number three. And now you can hear the transaction and you start to thump your foot and you start saying, Come on, quit talking to the lady. You're you're almost there, you're almost done. You've had this patience for the long part of the line, but when you get there, it's almost finished. You want your anxiety gets higher and you want them to be done. Well, what is what does the scripture say to us? Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. What does waiting on the Lord really mean? What does waiting for him to ex- to tell you what is next? This is about being still and waiting patiently for him, fretting not ourselves, over the man who carries out evil devices. This is a woman who's named in this article, and I'm choosing not to name her, only to name her sweet granddaughter. I I have no idea what's going on inside her head and heart as a grandmother. I'm guessing she's in jail somewhere, somewhere in, a, in Alabama or wherever she lives. And I'm guessing that, I'm praying that she's dreadfully sorry that she was a part of this. You know, we all need to grant ourselves patience. We need to wait on the work of God, but we also need to be patient before our children in such a way that they understand that getting it faster on the computer is not all there is. That being the first in line at the grocery store is not all there is. That God will give us what we need when we need it. That he is sovereign. That he is in control. I am one of those people who looks ahead. You know, there are two kinds of people in the world, three really. Um, The best kind are those who live in the now. They live for the immediacy of the day. They are waiting patiently, and today is what they've been waiting for. The next minute is what they've been waiting for, and they're enthusiastic about it. And then there are the people who live in the past and often have regret, and then there are the people like me who live in the future. Living in the future robs me of today, robs me of today because I'm not able to concentrate on what's going on right now as I sit here in this studio talking to all of you around the world literally about this subject of patience. Oh Lord, give me patience not to be wasting this minute that you have given me with thoughts about the future. Do I still think I should prepare? Yes. Do I find order? Yes. But wait patiently on the Lord. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him, Psalm 37, verse 7. And as you do that, you will see what waiting looks like for your children. Tomorrow, I want to continue this conversation about waiting and talk to you about a brand new book out called Bringing Up Bebe. And if you uh, watch the news at all, you've seen recent interviews with Pamela Druckerman and her thoughts about waiting and waiting in our children. This is Donna Otto. We are moving toward Easter. We have provided for you many resources. If you will go to our website, you will see all sorts of practical resources to continue this celebration of Easter. Thank you for your notes and letters and comments. Please write us and let us know how these shows are encouraging you or other subjects you'd like to talk about. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day.